Well, hey, everybody, I'm Ron Johnson. This is Locked On Sports Minnesota's Friday Roundtable. It's a beautiful Friday. Yeah, the sun's not out yet, but there's no snow. There's no rain. So in Minnesota, a win's a win. A win's a win for all the social media people out there that know that video. In Minnesota, we got to take our wins, people. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Luke Emman. That's Reggie Wilson from CARE 11. And that's Sam Ekstrom, the producer that produces it all. And we're going to talk today, fellas, because um, this is Locked On Sports. So we got to get locked in. We know the schedule releases came out. We're going to talk about who's good, who's bad, who sucks. Because some people were really good at social media uh, releases. And some people were downright lazy. But hey, Lan, let's get locked in on the show today. Luke, what you got? Okay, Ron, we got rookie minicamp and OTAs coming up. Not to mention training camp right around the corner. I'm going to give you one rookie who I think is going to splash and make some mm. noise during the Vikings summer practices. Sam, what you got? Yeah, the Twins have won two in a row, guys. Some positive momentum, but they've lost another starting pitcher. We're going to talk about the injury oh, world continuing. The bad Yikes. luck of Minnesota just comes. Reggie, what you got? Yikes. Uh, <laughs> well, this could be bad luck. Could not be. Primetime <laughs> Kirk Co. Primetime Kirk. What is he going to do? We've got five primetime games this season. Kirk O chains. And, of course, it's schedule reaction time. I got to get locked on on the easiest and the toughest stretch. We're going to talk about the bye week record. We're going to talk about the favorite primetime game because there's some good ones. And we're also going to – I'm going to do my prediction. I did it for Vikings.com, so I got to do it for Locked On. We're going to predict the season. You guys can tell me out there. Uh, for all those watching on Amazon Fire, uh, Roku devices, if you're on YouTube, if you're getting this on, on uh, iTunes, if you're getting this on Spotify or iHeartMedia app, whatever it is, Jump over to Twitter. It's Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's three Ron Johnson. You can find Luke Inman. You can find Reggie Wilson TV or Sam Ekstrom. Tag us all. Tell us what you think your schedule prediction is for the Vikings for the 2023 season. And remember, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just go to FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to get started. It's going to make every moment more. I know. I cannot wait to get to Iowa to place a few bets because I said, and I, and I, and again, I'm not, I'm not done with them just yet, but I did tell you guys, the Lakers are a lot to win this series. I'm going to pray they do, but if they don't, I'm going to eat crow and I have no problem on Tuesday, you know, apologizing, but I'm still sticking with it. People bet on the Lakers. Uh, I would have said bet on the nuggets and I might have to apologize to the nuggets on Tuesday as well. Cause they did it. But when you go to FanDuel Sportsbook or FanDuel.com backslash locked on, you can get your uh, f no sweat first bet, 150 bucks of, of FanDuel's money. So make sure you do that. Well, fellas, it's time to jump into the show. Let's start off with uh, the schedule release. So schedule release, 7 p.m., of course, 6.59. I saw a lot of stuff go live because people just can't wait one minute early. Uh, but 6.59, the schedule release went out. Uh, 32nd, what was your first reaction as you saw the schedule? I'll start with you, Luke. I think here's my quick snapshot. I mean, the theme, like Reggie said, is Kirk in prime time. Five at minimum potential to flex both the Bengals and Lions game as well at the end of the year. That's what you call the Justin Jefferson factor, in my opinion. And when you use your first round pick, two on another electric wideout in Jordan Addison and just pushing all your chips on offense, the league rewards you and puts you under the bright lights. But no cold weather games. You got the late buy instead of the early buy this year. You get to play at home during Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve as well. So um, just given the difficult opponents on the schedule, Vikings, when you just look at predictions for how many wins they're supposed to have next year, they rank 24th. The rest of the division ranks top 12. But all things considering, Ron, when you look at this and the way it's laid out, mm -hmm. I think things could have been a lot worse. It's not that bad. Yeah, my first thought was this schedule is gettable. I look at the first 12 games pre-buy, and I'm circling a lot of winnable football games where the Vikings, I think, are going to be pretty heavily favored. Mm -hmm. Bucks, Chargers at home, Panthers on the road, both Bears games, mm -hmm. Broncos probably on the road unless Sean Payton uh, turns around Russell Wilson's career, Saints at home, Falcons. 49ers are a mystery to me. I don't know what they're going to be with their quarterback situation, but I think that they can make a lot of hay pre-bye week, and then it gets interesting. Then you've got Vegas and Cincinnati and two Lions games of the last three. You could be three games back in this division if you're the Vikings or the Lions, and you could still come away and win the thing if you finish with a 3-0 record. Uh, that's going to be a crazy December and early January stretch. Yeah, Reggie, what were your thoughts? 
Well, my first thought was uh, the Vikings might need to have a talk with whoever leaked that schedule. Uh, before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoever leaked that schedule before it was supposed to come Ron, out. Because it wasn't Ron, me. Shaggy, we, it wasn't we, me. We had that thing, and we were just strategizing. Yes, I know it wasn't me real quick. Because if it was me, Locked On would have leaked it. Leaked it. Not Skull Bros. I don't even know who Skull Bros is, so definitely wasn't me. <laughs> Sounds like a, a, a bad version. I'm not even talking about that. I'm not even going with that because it was an old school like website people used to go to. Uh, yeah, no. Skull Bros, I don't know those. What you got? What else you got? <laughs> I think I know where you're going with that, Ryan. Okay, just keep it, you know, family friendly here. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I think looking at the schedule, like, so many people talked about how last year was kind of like fluky, mm-hmm. you know, with all the wins that they got. And it's tough. We've talked about it. It's tough to think that in those one score games that they'll win all of them like they did last year. It's just going to be yep. tough. But obviously it shows that the league has put a little bit more respect on them, that they've given them five primetime games mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of bulked up the schedule. I think it's really cool to see both of the Super Bowl teams in the first five weeks. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be fun. It's going to be a, a measuring stick for where they are because, you know, so many people talk about how much better the AFC quarterbacks are than the NFC quarterbacks. And so, you know, you see some of these teams and some of these uh, games, but, you know, playing the the NFC, uh, the AFC West, I think is is pretty favorable to – to the Vikings, actually. And so, because you just don't know what you're going to get. You know, Tom Brady is supposedly coming in for Vegas, but not to play quarterback, <laughs> but to, to be a limited partner. So, oh, yeah. you know, now you're you're talking about going against Garoppolo, Russ, um, and then you got the Chargers early. And then uh, who knows? Who knows what you're going to get from, from Kansas City? That That's going to be a really tough game. So I, I think winnable possibly, but it's going to be a good challenge for the Vikings this year. Well, that's where I go. I'll I'll start off the early predictions because we're going to do a little bi-week record talk. So my early predictions, and I did this on Vikings.com, first game they win against the Bucs, lose against the Eagles, win against the Chargers, win against the Panthers, lose against the Chiefs. Now, again, you got Chiefs and Eagles. I mean, come on now. We're just going off who they are. They haven't played Patrick Mahomes. Last time they played the Chiefs, they faced, uh, I don't even remember who the quarterback was, Chase Daniel, I think. Um, They're going to beat the Bears. They're going to lose to the 49ers. Again, I don't care who's quarterback. I think at that point, though, by week seven, you're going to have Brock Purdy back. Or week six, I think that is. Brock Purdy's going to be back. Uh, The reason I say that is because he, and he might not be, but he should be back. But the reason I say they still lose because they almost won and made it to the Super Bowl with their fourth string quarterback. Like that offense is just so high power and it may it does things that you're like, how did you do that? Um, so they 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 lose to the 49ers. I think they're gonna beat the Packers. I, I do early on in Green Bay, Jordan Love, it's a lot of pressure. Uh, I think they beat the Packers. That one could be a toss-up, though. Who knows how the Packers defense is gonna be? They beat the Falcons. Uh, they're gonna lose to the Saints. Now, this is the one where a lot of people don't agree with me. Because I've, I've seen that on Twitter already. Mm-hmm. I, I have them losing to the Saints only because, only because everybody's coming back. Alvin Kamara, maybe. I mean, we know he has his, his court off the field stuff. You got Michael Thomas, who mentally was his issue. Seems like he's willing to come back now. They have their quarterback. He's going to come in and, and do Saints-type things. Um, and Dennis Allen is going to get that defense going anyway. We already know that. So I just feel like that could be a loss. But that could be a win, but I'm going to go with loss. I think they can beat the Broncos because Sean Payton, I don't care what you think you can do, but Russell Wilson, uh, he needs a lot of support. And maybe Sean Payton's the guy, the QB whisperer, but I don't think the Broncos overall are a good team. But I am looking forward to Patrick Sertain versus Justin Jefferson. You got the best corner, one of the best young corners in the NFL, and the best why receiving the NFL? Like, that's going to be fun. Uh, but we know Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, blah, blah. Don't don't at me, people. I know that. I just feel like Justin Jefferson's better. Um, and then the Bears. And I think they beat the Bears. And so you stop there. You got a bye week. And then a lot of people were joking, too. Like, man, if you got a bye week before you go to Vegas, do you just go to Vegas early? I'm like, yeah, you should. We should go spend a whole week in Vegas. So right now, coming out the bye, I have them eight and four. Uh, thoughts on that? 
I went seven and five, and that's with starting three and five, but winning those last four. I got them beating the Saints, Falcons, Broncos, and Bears at home on primetime heading into the bye. But starting three and five, I mean, it's tough, man. Eagles, primetime, and that's with beating the Chargers at home. Justin Herbert, that's no gimme, but you beat the Bucks, you beat the Chargers, you beat the Panthers. Outside of that, though, at Soldier, never a gimme. Uh, I'm with you, Sam Fran. Probably doesn't matter who's quarterback, Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold. And then at Lambeau, these division games, Games on the road always just proved to be so difficult. But I got them seven and five, not too far off from where you got, Ron. Who do you have them losing to? You have them losing to the Packers or the uh, Bears? Eagles, yep. Chiefs, yep. at Soldier, week six. Oh, so I'm losing to the Bears. I got in them Chicago. Losing, I got them losing four in a row between the Chiefs, at Soldier, San Fran on primetime, and then at Lambeau. I got them starting oh, off losing. Oh, wow. Their you got games. them losing to the Packers and the, uh, that's Luke underscore Spinman. That's, that's right. Luke underscore Capital Spinman. L. Um, for spinning. all the people, and the spin is spelled S P I N M A N. So, for all right. the people out there that want to hate on Luke in <laughs> hey, Ron, play it back, vault me again. I got him winning their last four, though, going into He's the bye. Got a loser four in a row, four in a row. Kevin O'Connell might have to go. Like, come on now, it's not, no, no, there's no, 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 no way no, they're no. losing four, but hey. Again, people, that's at Luke Spinman. That's not at Ron Johnson. That wasn't at Reggie Wilson. That wasn't at Luke Spinman, underscore Spinman. If you want to hate on him, uh, feel free to tweet him that he thinks the Bears and the Packers on the road are Vikings losses. Um, so that's a loss to the – I like that, though. Seven and five. Okay, I got you. What you got, Sam? Yeah, I think at the bye, I think eight and four is pretty realistic. I think that you, you just have a lot of games. And by the way, you can wager on this weekend when you fire up the FanDuel account, you can wager on the week one game. Oh, six point favorites against the Bucks. You can get that line right now. But wait, I, I so just, on FanDuel, the Vikings are six point favorites to the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, that's low. I think they're going to win by 14, but okay. Let me go. Oh, I'm well, getting that, that early. Whoa, money, 14, Ron. Well, what, what are the odds, though? Vaulted. What are they giving me? All right, giving that's, me the Ron, that's three, Ron Johnson. All right. <laughs> 13. Number I'll say 13. Three. What's the odds, though, Sam, on FanDuel? What am I getting? Is it minus what? Uh, minus 110. 110? Okay, you, that's not if bad. You, if you go to win, it's minus 255 with the money line. Got it. Just okay. straight up winning. That's not bad. Minus 110 with the points. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that because if I bet, I think I think if you bet a hundred, how's that work? You bet a hundred, you win ten, or how does that work? You you, you bet a hundred to win a hundred, a hundred ten to win a hundred. Yep, there you go. Right. All right, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, at a hundred, you win like ninety ninety dollars and ninety one cents. I think correct the, mm -hmm. the magic number. Um, I like that. Okay. Yeah, so that's an option. And I'm gonna put you. all my no sweat first bets because I haven't taken one yet. So I got 150 and no sweat first bets. So yeah, I will be putting that 150 plus my hundred and ten. <clears throat> so that's two sixty on the Vikings to win, and then I should get two hundred and whatever, fifty bucks. Hey, and then we're going, we're going, we're going out to eat somewhere. I don't know, fellas. We're gonna go, we're gonna have a good drink somewhere. Uh all right, wait, what else you got, uh, Sam? Sorry. It, no, you're you're good. You're good. Um, I, I think that though these road games against maybe inferior teams. These are the mm -hmm. ones that, that sometimes scare me a little bit. Like, yes, you should beat Carolina. You should beat Atlanta. You should beat Denver and Chicago. Um, but weird things happen in the NFL. When you go on the road, Vikings are not a great grass team. I worry, like Luke, I worry about Soldier Field sometimes. If they take care of business in these road games, maybe they can run the ball a little more effectively this year. Mm. Um, I think that that's what's going to separate them from being like 500 at the bye to mm -hmm. being an eight and four team at the bye. If they can just take care of these teams that they are definitely more talented than. Mm, true. I like that. I like that. What you got, Reggie? It's tough to say like teams that they're more talented than because there's so many question marks on that defense. And true. for that reason, I think by the bye week, they'll be six and six. Whoa. It's like the 1960s uh police car coming to get ready. What was that? An ambulance? It's a like, police car? I don't know. It's 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 emergency. We got to get the emergency services over to Reggie's house. Uh, because the Vikings fans are outside with pitchforks and fire because they are not happy with the six and six start. All right, let's I'll go, Reggie. The buzzer for that. <laughs> Reggie the Wilson buzzer. at Reggie Wilson TV. Uh, Care 11 station. If you want to go down there and put six and six, 
all over the uh, building with Reggie's face. Feel free. Uh, <laughs> Open invitation. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? And then when Reggie gets uh, exonerated because they go six and six, and we're all like, oh, man, here we go. And everybody's mad about the Vikings. But, yeah, Reggie, explain that. Explain your six and six. So, look, I think that not that they'll take a, a step back, if you will, but it's just going to be tough. Like, mm -hmm. I think with – like I said, with the defense, they're pretty much banking on a lot of unproven commodities and also just banking on the fact that Brian Flores being a different voice and being an elite uh, defensive mind that he's going to do, you know, wonders for that unit. Mm -hmm. And also that the, the offense is going to be near unstoppable. So if you get into a situation where you're like a shootout, like maybe against the Chiefs or something like that, mm -hmm. Mahomes is leading the Chiefs down for a score and then Kirk is leading the, the Vikings down for a score because maybe you can't really stop the offensive production. And so mm -hmm. I, I think it's just going to be tough. Like you, you look at the schedule, win at the Bucks, lose to the Eagles, I can see them losing to the Chargers, mm, beating the Panthers, losing to the Chiefs. I think they'll they'll win one of the two against the Bears. They'll they'll lose to the Niners. Uh, I think they could get the Packers, uh, beat the Falcons, and then the the Saints, Broncos, Bears. Those are toss ups. I, I think Sean Payton makes the difference in in Denver. Yeah, so. Yeah, six and six, man. Six and six. Mm. Well, he's got a skull chant in a mile high, I'm pretty sure. It's going to be a high skull. I don't know what a, skull, <laughs> a high chant. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it out there. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, again, with this schedule, we don't know what we're going to get out of a lot of these teams because I, I got flamed on Twitter um, because of uh, Peter Bukowski. And I just tweeted that the NFL threw Jordan Love to the Wolves by giving them the Bears at home for the first game. And, of course, people bring it up all these. And I love the people in defense of me, though. Again, somebody was like, man, this is impressive that you got. It's like it's already at like 200,000 uh, views. Uh, and it's more quote tweets than retweets because everybody wants to, like, try to dunk on me like they're Shannon Sharp. So it's more quote tweets than retweets. Um, <clears throat> but I basically just said the Bears defense is taking some lumps. Yes, yeah, at 189K right now, uh, 22 quotes, 23 likes. So I have more quote tweets than likes uh, with a ton of comments, five bookmarks, because, of course, people want to come back to this after the first game. I know those petty people. Um, I'm learning the, the lingo of Twitter. You bookmark something you want to come back to and hate on later. Uh, so I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm prepared for week one. And I hope Jordan Love has a horrible game. I do. I do. I hope he has a horrible first game. I do. Um, but I, I do understand the whole thought process with the scheduling. You don't know. Like, the Bears only have three defense alignment from last season they bought back. They revamped. Their DJ Moore thing now at receiver. You know, like, they revamped. So you just don't know. The Bears might end up being really good. I technically was just going off the Bears, in my opinion, not being able to stop Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook with that defense. And I think their offense – uh, fits into what the Vikings want to do. Like, the Eagles' offense can throw. I don't know if the Bears' offense – like, you're going to have to make me a believer, Justin Fields, because I've been – I listen to a lot of Phil Sims on the, with, with Florio, and he talks about Justin Fields' arm pocket. Like, it, he has a weird arm, like, location where he releases the ball from. And so, again, so, yeah, I, I do see that, Reggie, though. I could see them split with the Bears. I just don't – I just figure, like, this is the year they beat the Bears and beat the Packers twice. That's the only – kind of reason i was going and then we'll talk about where i think the lions will fall in this at the end um the minnesota vikings just released another video by the way so we're going to talk about that really quick <clears throat> like everybody's predictions remember people again itunes iHeartMedia, spotify wherever you get your podcasts make sure you hit that subscribe button uh vikings just released another cute video kids are the best is what they're calling their tweet it's all the vikings kids so players kids workers kids doing the schedule release very cute uh, very adorable. Uh, it's a, it's 12,000 views already and they just launched it an hour ago. Uh, but very cute, very cute. 50,000 views already. So check it out, people. Um, there's all kinds of cool ways. Speaking of that, there were some wins and losses of the schedule release. I know each of you talked about it. Luke, who won for you? Uh, Chargers social media team wrong continues to set the bar on another level. They were phenomenal, but the Tennessee Titans one is just slapstick funny. It's outstanding. If you haven't seen it, I won't ruin it or spoil it or tease it at all. Just go pull it up. Maybe the best three minutes uh, you'll watch today on Twitter. It's phenomenal. Sam, what do you who do you who do you have winning? 
Yeah, I mean, th this is like movies for me. I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> oh, come I haven't on. Seen yeah. any of them. Not even on accident, just scrolling through. You didn't stumble into one. Nope, I've been I've been offline. Uh, Sam's are reading Red Pajama, Llama yeah, Llama. So I, can't, can't get better than Ron Johnson's cameo in the Vikings video. That's the peak peak Twitter <laughs> movies for me. Reggie, would you see any wins or losses? Yeah, I, I think the Chargers. They just they won, man. When they put the banners up with the the Vikings. Yeah, and then the whole thing with the Raiders was ridiculous. Like the the qr code and then you, you scan oh yeah the QR i heard code. about that yeah so you scan the qr code and then one is like click for chargers and then the other is click for raiders and when you click for raiders it says it takes you to google and it says how to get a job so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta you, you gotta click are you a raiders fan or a chargers fan if you yeah click, I'm, a Ra then, I'm a raiders fan it brings you to google just like yeah, said. How, how to get up, a job how to get, how to a, get job. a job yeah it's the only other thing that was crazy and i'm sorry for this ron i'm sorry uh, the Detroit Lions, it put the gambling hotline on the, on the screen. <laughs> yeah. For them. Yeah. Yeah. They killed it, man. They killed it. But, yeah, close second, the, the Titans. But it's funny. The Titans video that Luke is referencing, it wasn't even their first video. It yeah. was their second one. You're right. Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. first one, they were, you know, on uh, – Lord Jesus, what is – is it – no, Memphis is Bill Street. What's their main – Oh, was it Broadway or whatever it was? Their their main drag that that was where their first video was. But then they they came out with the second one that probably even overstepped the first one. Uh, the Broncos. If you're a fan of the TV show The Office, which Sam, I know you are, they brought in Peyton Manning and he plays Michael Scott, and they throw a a schedule release party. They have Angela do a cameo. She's in there writing notes. It's a really good one as well. Not better than the Titans, in my opinion, or the Chargers, but top three. Luke, what is it? Uh, all you guys, what do you think about this whole like Peyton Manning Broncos thing? Like, I feel like he makes more appearances. I don't know what's going with on with them than he was. He ever a coach? Is, is he just bored or what? What's going on? Uh, yeah, the Colts continue, or sorry, yeah, the Broncos continue to use him because <clears throat> yeah. he he joked about this. This was the trilogy. This is the third time they've used Peyton Manning. Um, here's what I say about the NFC North. I didn't see the Packers, not on purpose. Like, I just haven't had a chance to. But the Lions, theirs was cool. They did a video game. So it was like uh, Madden, basically. It says, grab, let's grab the sticks. And it's the two coaches playing different every week. They're playing a new opponent. Um, when they're playing the L.A. Chargers, though, it says, controller's been disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you know because they're saying like the i don't know like they're saying the chargers are gonna get unplugged i don't know like it's funny though like it's that's just good. funny and so they do they do the whole uh deal um the bears actually was kind of cool they went to a, a a deli and i saw that social media gal annie ager she's in it uh because she Spice. orders she orders a a, a a meal i haven't seen the whole thing i just saw clips of it she orders a whole meal for a lion's like a lion's hot dog like she just wants a hot dog with uh ketchup and they're like, get out of here next, you know. And so they're basically like they want you to order Chicago style, you know, mm. um, chili cheese, you know, mm -hmm. all the crap on it, French fries. And she just wanted a dog with with ketchup, which I don't I don't think Detroit's that plain, but who knows? Um, Spice Adams is in that one, too. You said Reggie. Yeah, Spice was in. It. Oh, that's oh, is he? I haven't I haven't watched the whole thing. I haven't watched the whole thing. Because I know I figured he would be because I know uh, Lauren screened in his uh, cohort. She's been on the Ron Johnson show. She was in it as well. Um, and so, yeah, so it, it's it's some cool ones out there. So the NFC North came 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 fighting. Uh, the Vikings did a good job with theirs with the with the drone um, and all that stuff. And Randall, you know, Rand John Randall, you got all the players in the weight room. CJ Ham boxing. By the way, they had a guy from EA gaming like he's one of the pro gamers that does the drone flying. So he's actually we got to meet him. This dude is ridiculous. Like he literally just sat in a room with goggles because he has to be you can't be near him because he has to have total cerebral like he has to be able to hear everything. He has the headphones on and the thing just goes around and he's like flying through stuff like he does like a map of it first. He has to go watch where he's flying and then he just goes and he flew that thing like through the facility up and down stairs in the elevator like he's in Kirk's car like he came in our studio and the whole time they're just saying like don't move. Because they're like, you know, like he's like, he's not going to hit you. 
uh, but you don't want to get in the way because he's not expecting you to be there. So everybody had to kind of stay on their marks. Uh, you know, you got TJ Hawkinson working the camera. You got Kirk Cousins throwing it to Victor, Victor punting the ball. I mean, it was it was very well done. Uh, you got the people outside drawing uh, chalk on the ground, doing one of the schedules. But the the Bucks. if you haven't seen the Bucks, people, I'll ruin it for you. It's trash. They have the two Pirates, uh, one old, the creamsicle Pirate, and then the new Pirate. And they're sitting in the office, like, at, talking about the schedule release. And they're trying to figure out how to print the schedule. That's it. They're just talking about how to try to print the schedule. And then they print it. And then they have like an AI voice over voice over like, and this is supposed to be funny because people love slapstick humor when two, it's like a computer voice. It is horrible. People, everybody's comment like, where's the humor? Like, I never saw a joke. It is terrible. It's like, I don't know if it's a super inside joke about the two mascots or something. Like, nobody understood it. It was like, basically, you need to fire your social media team. I hate to have people get fired, but start over again. Uh, so those are the winners and losers from the uh, schedule release. We have the schedule out. Reggie Wilson has said before the bye week, six and six. Luke says seven and five. I said eight and four, and Sam agrees eight and four in some facet, some way. Not sure of all the wins and losses exactly. Um, before we finish off the schedule. So now we kind of have our starts. Reggie said they're going to start off six and six. Luke seven and five, me and four, Sam eight and four. So before we figure out what the schedule at the end of the year is going to be, we don't want to we don't want to unveil that because it, it clearly Reggie's going to have the Vikings finishing you know nine and eight or something because I don't know what Reggie has cooking over there. Uh, Luke might have them better down the stretch. Sam and I probably are on the same page. Uh, but let's jump into prime time games there's a lot of prime time games out there i know reggie bought this up about let kirk cook reggie tell us a little bit about these prime time games all right well they clearly just believe that the the vikings should be seen by more people apparently you know you got the the monday night game against san francisco and let me do the shameless plug <laughs> week 11 against the broncos check it out on care 11 sunday night football and also, New Year's Eve against the Packers. What are your New Year's Eve plans? Doesn't matter. You're watching football in Minnesota. I'll be doing the fan line popping champagne on air. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll have that. But it's funny. We were talking about it at the station last night. That one against the, uh, the, the Packers, it just depends. Like, if the Packers are terrible, Jordan Love doesn't have a, a great year. We all remember what Aaron Rodgers looked like in his first year. So... You know, if the mm. if the the Packers don't end up having a good season, that game could possibly get flexed out, and and people can enjoy their their New Year's Day <laughs> or their for New us, Year's. We all got to work. You know, yeah, <laughs> we won't. They can enjoy it. that earlier, so <laughs> it, it could happen. But I think what's interesting, what's the most interesting last year, so many people were just like ripping on Kirk mm -hmm. after that Monday Night Football game against the Eagles. Well, same thing, year two. Week two again against the the Eagles, but now it's on Thursday night. I think that's a really tough that's a really tough part for them. Four days after the opener, having to get ready again to play the defending NFC champions in Philly is going to be crazy. So you just you just hope. Like I mentioned this on Care Eleven last night. Kirk Cousins says he's much more comfortable in the offense this year as in, mm -hmm. as opposed to last year. Last year, calling plays, he couldn't even figure out like how to finish the call of the play, and he can he couldn't like visually see it in his mind. And now, second year under the same play caller hasn't happened much in his career, I don't think at all. And so he's a little bit more comfortable. She should be a little bit more in command of this offense. They got him more weapons. So I think Kirk Cousins eleven and eighteen. In his career, primetime games, he was one and one last year. So I think this is going to be the test for him in a contract year. Can he show and prove? And I think the Vikings' success is going to depend on how well he does in these primetime games. Well, there's going to be possibly four primetime games down the stretch. Uh, the Raiders, in my opinion, 305 to me, that's primetime just because it's only one of two games on. Uh, I'm going to say Cincinnati Bengals is probably going to go flex to primetime. I'm guessing the Lions. Probably will get flexed to primetime at the end of the year. And then, of course, you got the Green Bay Packers on NBC, 720. You got Phil Sims, Tony Dungy, Florio, Drew Brees. Who knows? Who knows who's going to be here for that? Um, but should be a good one. When we're talking about the final stretch, so now we talk about those five, one, two, three, four, five games on the final stretch. 
I'm going to say three and two down the final stretch. I have them finishing 11 and six. I got them beating the Raiders, losing to the Bengals, beating the Lions, beating the Packers, losing to the Lions. I go with you, Luke. Where do you have them finishing? I got them uh, three and two as well, beating the Raiders, losing to the Bengals, beating the Lions and Packers at home, losing to Detroit their last week there. So I'm with you. I got 10 and seven altogether. Yeah. Sam, what you got? Yeah, hard not to go with a three and two. Uh, I think they probably split those Detroit games, but you never know, right? Like if Detroit is down in their luck this year, maybe injuries get them. Maybe they're just not quite as good as we think. Maybe they bet some more. Who knows? They, yeah, maybe the the whole team gets suspended. Uh, it could be two very manageable games for the mm-hmm. Vikings. You, you just don't know how that's going to shape out. Um, it could be very dramatic, though. It could mm. be very dramatic. Sure. I, I worry about the Bengals game going to face Burrow when he's probably, you know, peaking in his season. That to me is the toughest game on the entire schedule. Yep. Um, but you know, over you know the Eagles, of, or you mean over that five game stretch? Um, I think it might be, I think it might be even more challenging to go to Cincinnati in December than mm. Philadelphia on a Thursday night. Conditions will be good. It's a Thursday night, which kind of evens the playing field a little bit with preparation. Mm. I, I could see the Vikings like weirdly stealing that game from Philly with the Super Bowl hangover, but the the Bengals game is even scarier to me. I like that three and two. Okay, three and two or four and one. So Sam is. Sam is getting real. And now let's go down to Reggie so we can just, just go ahead and plaster his Ooh. face all over Twitter with his Ooh. record. What you got okay, to finish on a stretch? Okay, look. So I used to <laughs> live in Cincinnati. I covered the Bengals. They were bad. I was there when Joe Burrow tore his ACL. Since then, the Bengals have been on and popping. I forgot and about that, the ACL. I yeah. And so that is going to be a very, very tough game for them. And, you know, you mentioned, I think, just because they aren't like on the road in in divisional games mm-hmm. outside, but that's gonna be outside. And I, I'm telling you, I live in Cincinnati. The weekend of December 17th, it's gonna be cold outside. It's, yep. it's, it might snow as well. So like that's gonna be a tough game for them. Going from the climate of Vegas the next week, the climate of a Cincinnati and playing mm-hmm. Joe Burrow and how dangerous that team is and has been. I mean, they almost went back to the Super Bowl again last year. And so that's going to be a very tough matchup for them. That being said, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Reggie. My fault. Yeah. That being said, I I say three and two as well. And I got them. I got them at the nine and eight finish. Nine and eight. I knew it. Nine and eight. Can't get the double digits. All right. All right. Reggie doesn't bleed purple. So if they're nine and eight, Reggie. So I want you to even double down on this. If they're nine and eight, Reggie. Reggie Lorenzo Wilson. What's your middle name? Dante. Nailed it. Dante. <laughs> Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Since we're both black, I can make this joke. Have you ever watched Blackish? I don't know yeah. if you ever watched. So there's an episode on Blackish when they asked him what he was going to name his son because uh, he was having like his fifth son or whatever. Oh, Sam uh, knows that episode. Which is Anthony. Yeah, of course, Sam knows that episode. Sam's never watched TV in his life. Primetime TV. <laughs> Sam's never been there for that. <laughs> and they were like throwing out names because it's his one son of course is junior yeah. uh his daughter's is zoe you know and i forgot the twins name he's like oh we're gonna name him Devonte." and the white dude was like oh you're just going straight to first round draft pick then i was like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i love it i love it so reggie dante right dante yeah okay reggie dante wilson go ahead reggie tell us what's your what's your uh what's your prediction Oh, no, sorry. Nine and eight. You already gave it to us. Never mind. Yeah, you, you um, wanted him to double down. I'm I want to double down. Two. Sorry, the double down. It, Who's going to win the NFC North? Uh, if they're nine and eight. The, the NFC North, I think that it was funny, funny enough, and just go with me here. <laughs> I think the Vikings win the NFC North at nine at and nine eight. eight? Yeah, oh. I don't believe in the Lions at all. I'm sorry. I, I got to do the math. The math don't ain't math. Yeah, I like that. Cash it. I'm rich. <laughs> the <Dave> Chappelle. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> That's probably the best ever. I'm rich. So man. good. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> but Reggie. Peak Dave Chappelle. Wait, nine and eight winning. Okay, we got to tweet that out, Sam. You have to. Nine and eight winning. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's mathematically possible. Like, we have to, we'd have to go through schedule. I'm going to have to go through the schedule. Like, I'm going it's to spicy. Iowa. I got a road trip. Maybe I, maybe yeah. my wife will be gracious enough. Well, she won't. It's Mother's Day weekend, so I'm going to have to drive. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to find some time. <laughs> This Mother's Day weekend. I got. I totally forgot. You know what's funny? I don't know if everybody forgot. 
happy Mother's Day weekend, all the mothers. Because of my daughter's softball, we both forgot. Like, we totally forgot it was Mother's Day. Like, my wife went to my daughter's school for a Mother's Day, like, event. And I'm like, what are you going there for? And she's like, oh, they did a Mother's Day presentation. I was like, when is Mother's Day? She was like, really? I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he's doghouse. I know. I, I, well, even my mom, like, I felt bad. I, like, I got to send my mom, like, a bouquet or some fruit or something or send her some cash uh something like venmo or something i'm like man i totally forgot it was mother's day weekend just because we've been like planning these next two weekends of softball uh so i'm like man i am a horrible son and i'm yeah i'm terrible but my and even my kids i'm like we, i told him like when we go to iowa we're gonna have to go to target and buy mom a gift but i know i know i can win with lululemon all they gotta do is take my wife to lululemon and that's a great mother's day for her so Good that's Lord. my goal so when we're down in iowa go to the mall and say hey babe go to lululemon i got you Whatever you want. You better win those FanDuel bets, though, Ron. Or else, yeah, you know, I know. Lulu ain't cheap. Lulu yeah. is not cheap. And I got three of them that wear it now because my mother, I don't know why, bought my eight-year-old daughter some Lululemon outfits. I'm like, why would you do that? She plays outside on the trampoline. Like, she does not need to wear Lululemon out there. My 12-year-old, she kind of has her own money because she's done the bracelet sale. She, you know, takes babysitting jobs. So she uses her own money and she buys it. We do get it for her for Christmas. But she has, like, every Lululemon color short now. Uh, because oh, she loves their shorts, it's ridiculous, but anyway, I don't want to get off topic. Uh, Reggie Wilson, <clears throat> nine and eight Vikings are gonna win the NFC North. I love it, I love that. I, I hope that goes viral because that's like mathematically, I can't wait for the people to, to come at you and care 11 for this one. Uh, but Reggie, we thank you for all your contributions mm. and we rest in peace to your mentions this weekend. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, quick little uh, two little yeah. trivia fun facts Vikings have played in Cincy. At the Bengals four times since okay. 1995. They've never won a game. They're 0-4. Also, Eagles, talking about that tough road trip, and their last 12 trips to Philly, they're 2-10. and 10. So mm. history needs to go the other way here for the Vikings to win either of those games. But like Sam mentioned, especially the Cincy game and those two Detroit games at the end, it's such a long grind, such a gauntlet of a season. Both these teams, either one, Vikings or Lions, could look completely different by the time we get that late in the season. So you never know, Ron. Mm -hmm. And True, I still don't believe I still don't believe that Dalvin Cook fumbled. I, I watched that not. game. <laughs> he did not. I watched it. I just I can't I can't see how that that stood. But whatever, whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Dalvin Cook's probably thinking the same thing. Hey, it's just like Chandler Sullivan uh, having two possible strip, you know, touchdowns, oh, and they and they man. stop both of them. So hey. You know, it doesn't always go to Vikings way, but to go 13 and four had to, and none of us picked 13 and four. So it might just be our luck. They go 13 and four once again, or do they go nine and eight or do they go 12 and five or 11 and six? We shall see, but I know it's 121 days until opening day for Vikings football. I cannot wait. I got a countdown calendar. I got my suits ready. Oh man, I can't wait. Like, I, I don't know what my opening day suit's going to be just yet. I've been talking to my suit gal about this. Uh, but but I know this year, I know for Christmas and New Year's Eve, I'm coming. Like, just like Deion Sanders, we coming. New Year's Eve, I might go full tux, bow tie with the hat. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm coming for New Year's Eve. I don't know what, though, but like Deion, I, we we coming. We coming for New Year's Eve. We coming. But, but we got, our, we got our predictions out there, so great job, fellas, on that. We got uh, about five more minutes left in the show. Uh, but before we jump into that, we have a word from our sponsors. Yes, we do. Uh, today we are presented by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. Yes, with Built Bar, you're getting 100% real dark chocolate, incredible flavors like double chocolate brownie, coconut puff, churro, and you can get Built Bars in-store now. You can go to the pharmacy section of Walmart, sam's club you can get the four bar box the 13 bar box get some brownie batter puffs at sam's club load up stock up for the weekend and for the rest of the summer only four grams of sugar and built bars up to 17 grams of protein they can really pack a punch and fuel you up give you some more energy with their amazing macros again that's walmart sam's club or get the specialty flavors at built.com they are seriously amazing and good for you Built bars. And remember, people, the twins play the Cubs tonight at 710 Central. The twins have won two in a row and are trying to build that their winning streak. We will see. I don't have a lot of faith in them. Sam's going to talk about that in a minute, but you can catch every pitch of the twins hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search twins. Sam, what's going on with the twins? 
Hey, the Twins have given us a little something to believe in. Uh, their lead is, is it two and a half or is it three in the Central? It's two and a half or three. They beat the Padres twice and they they kind of kind of woke up the bats a little bit. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that they're like fully awake. They're kind of drowsily waking up a little bit. Um, Carlos Correa got a three-game lead, double. Sam. Over my Tigers. They have a three-game lead over my Tigers. Yep, yep. Three-game lead. Carlos Correa has been getting booed. Guys, it's already happening. Guys, this is what happened with Joe Maurer. Joe Maurer signs a huge contract, and the next season, he falls apart, gets injured, crowd turns on him. It's happening already with Carlos Correa getting booed, but he does come up with a big go-ahead double yesterday to give the Twins a 5-3 win. Um, but this is the real story, guys. I think I think bigger than um, the, the two-game winning streak. Tyler Malley is done for the year. Needs Tommy John. So all told, they traded for him last year, gave up a lot of assets. And he's going to, in the end, he will have given them about five starts, six, seven starts in two years. Wow. And then he's going to be a free agent. Yeah, nine. Uh, nine starts. Thank you, Reggie. Nine five starts. This five this year. And uh, and the Twins have basically given up all those assets for nothing. And, and Sam, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that the fourth pitcher the Twins have traded for that have ended up hurt or injured or shelved? Chris Paddock, Kenta Maeda, Sam Dyson, yeah. a reliever way back, that they've given up a lot of, of key young assets for, right? Yeah, Sam, Sam Dyson's a good one. That's a good pull. That was a bullpen arm that was supposed to help him a couple of years ago. Maeda missed a full season. Um, Chris Paddock has missed now. This is his second season that he'll miss. I think he's still recovering from his surgery. Wow. Um, so it, it's bad, guys. I mean, you, you trade for people that have injury concerns, and sometimes this is what happens. The Twins have rolled the dice. They've rolled the dice with Correa as well, remember, with that big contract and his concerning ankle. Um, so, again, injuries continue to, to plague this team. Even with kind of a new trainer this year and some new philosophies, it's still they cannot stay away from the injury bug. It's really frustrating, and that pitching staff is already – uh, less impressive than it was when the year started. Sam, for me, it's not so much the pitching. At least they stocked up on depth, if nothing else. Maybe a guy like Louis Varlin can be that fourth or fifth arm in the rotation. It's the bats, though, right? I mean, this team's averaging like three runs in its last eight games, and I think they're dead last in the league in batting average. So, uh, I mean, they're just missing some pop, some juice in the lineup. When Buxner Correa doesn't do the heavy lifting, it just feels like, I don't know, they're in for a long night. And, and we said... We said before the year, Trevor Larnick has got to be big mm. this year. Yeah. His second year in the big leagues. Jose Miranda, he's going to be awesome. Well, both of them have been sent down to the minors. Mm. Like that That's how bad the offense has been from those key second-year guys that are supposed to be foundational pieces, and neither of them have come through. So the middle of that lineup has been totally punchless. Correa, they can't send, hit, send him down. He's going to be in the lineup every day, and he's hitting 200. Buxton has been mired in a slump, like 0 for 23, I think, at this point. So it, it's all negative right now. The Twins are lucky to be leading this division, kind of like the Vikings winning the division at 9 and 8. The Twins might win this division <laughs> at 82 and 80. Correa, 200 batting average. That'd be nice, Sam. It's 191 batting average for Mendoza line. Just, yeah. just absolutely terrible. And here's the problem, though. If you look at the, the way it's set, if they were in the AL East, mm. they would be last. Because mm -hmm. the Yankees, I don't ever think I would have said this. The Yankees are last in the AL East by nine games. By nine, so you Not know they're about to go spend some money. Like when they have their chance in this free agent or this sorry trade deadline. They are going to work their magic. The Yankees do not want to be last. Uh, this that's crazy though that the Rays have gotten out to thirty and nine. And again, pitch count. I've, I've watched a lot of ESPN. I watch a lot of Care Eleven. I watch a lot of everybody. Like I love to see different perspectives on all the teams because I don't want one you know one group's love for their team. And everybody's saying the pitch count. They're saying baseball has gotten so much better and faster, and some of these pitchers are benefiting, and some of these batters that have, like, OCD and they have to unstrap their strap and they have to restrap every time, they're not able to do that. Fernando and Tatis Jr., this past series, same thing. Every single pitch, just barely getting back in the box. You're right. Really? I mean, I don't understand that. Like, it's not like – these are grown men. It's not like it's been, like, a week or two. Like we we're we're forty games in, and you guys still like think you need to undo your straps every time. Like tape it up. Like when you go on, like strap it and then tape it so it doesn't come off. 
And then when you're batting, you don't have to worry about unstrapping it, restrap. But I, I, again, I, I talked to another uh, a per person that's a, a Ron Coomer, former twin, former pro. Uh, talked to a couple people about that. They said, you know what? Something like a hockey guy. I forgot who it was. Um, who I was talking to, uh, oh, Leopold. And he was saying how like there's certain things, like your glove has to be a certain way, your stick has to be. He's like, there are some guys that have ticks. And so in football, I kind of get that, but it's such a brutal sport. We didn't care that our glove got knocked off or that our cleat was a little turned or, you know. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get that side of baseball, but, you know, it is what it is. The Twins have to stay in the lead in the AL Central, of course, to make the playoffs because if they don't, there's no way they're getting in there with a wild card because, I mean, the AL East is just dominant right now. The AOS is kind of where the, a the AL Central is. Um, so it's going to be win or go home. That's it. And win the and division your, or go home. And to your point, Sam, um, Larnick hit two home runs yesterday <laughs> with the Saints. So that was uh, that was pretty promising. And, and Kepler might have gotten hurt, so they may have to call him right back up, actually. Or or Miranda, one of the two. Or Miranda. Yeah, Miranda. The, the whole thing with Miranda is perplexing because I don't know if you guys saw, but Royce Lewis just started his rehab assignment with the mm -hmm. uh, Wichita wind surge. And so, like, he's on his way back. So we knew that there would be a little bit of a conundrum, especially after they re-signed Carlos Correa. It's like, okay – when Royce comes back, you probably don't want to put him in the outfield because that didn't work out so well last year. So where mm. does he go? And with Miranda struggling, hate to do the Hamilton reference here, but it it, it kind of fits. He, he's kind of thrown away his shot. And so <laughs> the, the, the problem is yeah. now Miranda is looking like, oh, man, like, okay, once Royce comes back, where do I fit into this whole thing? But really, they just need some production. I think the, the one thing – that I was forecasting coming into the season was that the twins, the pitching staff, one of, if healthy, obviously one of the better pitching staffs in, in all of baseball, the, especially uh, from the starters perspective, mm. Emilio Pagan hasn't been terrible this year, but the, the problem is, is once these arms start to kind of like fall off and, and they're not healthy, like, okay, now you, you lose, Tyler Malley, but you got Bailey Ober, who was just the odd man out coming into the season, and he looked good yesterday. He looks like he could be a, a, a really good piece coming into that that rotation to help. But now you're now you're down Malley, and now you're looking at guys like Louis Varlin, and then you're you're digging deeper into the well, like okay, who's gonna be able to come up and help us? And so that's gonna be the the problem, I think, with this whole thing. It's it was always kind of centered on health and you know Sonny Gray sometimes he gets nicked up during the season as well so you'll have some spot starts from guys in AAA as well so that's going to be something to monitor moving forward that mm -hmm. starting rotation well we got to get out of here fellas one quick one that got really quick before we get out of here rookie minicamp for the Minnesota Vikings has started uh you are going to see the next group that's going to fill out this 53-man roster there's going to be guys fighting for positions all weekend long um Really quick, Luke, who's who's a name that's going to buzz after rookie minicamp is over? I'm going to go deep in the well. Here's my hidden gem. His name's Malik Knowles, running Ooh. back, turned wide out, Kansas State. He's got three kickoff return touchdowns, not to mm -hmm. mention a 75-yard rushing touchdown as well. He didn't work out at the combine or the pro day. He was uh, dealing with a PCL injury, so he got pushed down a little bit, lost in the shuffle, but went healthy, Ron. This guy's electric with the ball in his hands. I think he's going to make some serious noise during these summer practices and really stand out next to all these smaller wideouts on the mm -hmm. roster. J.J. Addison, K.J. Osborne, Jalen Naylor. You're talking about an average height of, what, 5'11", maybe? Knowles mm -hmm. is going to stand out in a big way, six foot two and a half on the field, give the Vikings a big-bodied kind of alpha threat in the passing game they desperately needed. Almost 4,000 all-purpose yards in college, ranks top five all-time in Kansas State, scored 14 touchdowns along the way. I don't want to hype him up too much here, Ron. I mean, he's a UDFA, <laughs> but I just think the way he's physically built, his running back background of vision, reminds me a little bit of Cordero Patterson type mm. when he's carrying that ball. So if Kenny were to ever go down, I think Knowles is the next guy in line to make a little noise in that kickoff return game. Reggie, is there a rookie that jumps out at you? I think just because I covered him a little bit in high school and college, um, Ivan Pace Jr. Mm. Like, I I just think, you know, if if anything, I think he could be an uh, excellent contributor on special teams, but I wouldn't be surprised if somehow he made his way onto the field in some type of packages for Brian Flores' defense this year. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, I was going to say pace. I just think that he's 
kind of ready to contribute right away. And so it's Knowles. I like that they got a couple guys in this UDFA class that could potentially contribute in 2023 with, and again, with the COVID year, a lot of these guys like Thayer Thomas, Ron had mm-hmm. five years or six yep. years, even at the college level. So they're just a little more seasoned. I'm going to go with Dwayne McBride. I think that, that we're going to be wowed by his, and we won't even see all of his best qualities in practice because his best quality is breaking tackles. Right. Yep. Um, and you can't do that in a practice setting, but I think we're going to walk away saying, okay, I see how KOC could use this guy. Um, and I hope that they are able to get him comfortable in the passing game and pass protection game so that he can also contribute in 2023. Yeah, those are all great names. I think I think Ivan Pace Jr., after hearing more about him, talking to Gabe Henderson about him because his, uh, his friend coached him in Cincinnati, uh, looking up Zach Thomas uh, references and, and looking at how he played smaller, 5'10", uh, type linebacker. I don't think size matters. Uh, agree with Reggie on the special team side of it. That's the name that's going to pop one. Eric Kendrick is gone. So a sideline to sideline guy that caliber. And remember the name Bart Scott. He was a UDFA with me. He ended up becoming one of the best linebackers in the NFL around that era and time. Uh, got a really big contract from the New York Jets when he left the Ravens. Uh, so it, it's this is a, definitely a team uh, that feels a little Raven-ish. Like you have pieces in place. But the pieces that are missing, you could definitely use some undrafted guys to come in and really make their mark. Uh, so I think Ivan Pace is a good name. Uh, I like Thayer Thomas. I like Thayer Thomas for the fact of the punt return game right now, in my opinion, is mm-hmm. wide open. If you can find a cheaper punt return guy that could be your fifth receiver uh, versus a guy like Jalen Rager, you might have to pay a lot more money. Thayer Thomas was a really good punt returner in college at uh, NC State. And he learned a lot from Joker Phillips, who was an NFL caliber head coach, or sorry, coach, uh, receivers coach, coach for the Browns, uh, and, and spent some time in the NFL as well as a head coach in college football as well. So uh, Thayer Thomas is a name to watch for in the slot because he said he picked the Minnesota Vikings because they were talking about how they can use him and how they can see him in this offense versus other teams that just say, hey, we really think you can compete for this punt return job. Uh, they did bring in Brandon Powell, uh, but again, it doesn't matter. It's wide open when it comes to punt return. You won't see much of it besides who's most comfortable back there catching them, who looks like I don't have to worry that he's ever going to muff a punt. Um, and that's where Thayer Thomas maybe can set himself apart, like Sam said, been in college for a while. So definitely not immature. Uh, definitely been around for a while, so has a little bit more maturity to him. And so those are names are going to jump out. I did like the Malik Nose as well uh, with his size. But at the end of the day, I like Jaron Hall. I think Jaron Hall maybe can show people like, hey, this is our true backup. Like the things he's going to do with his feet. Now, he doesn't have pads on. He's not making people miss. But I'm interested to see how Jaron Hall makes these throws, especially Jordan Addison, Malik Knowles, Thayer Thomas. We're going to see how Jaron Hall clicks with these guys. And and Luke, you're dead on. Whichever one of those young guys clicks with Jaron Hall the most early will have the best preseason game because they're going to be in the games Mm -hmm. with him late in these games because he's for sure going to be kept on this roster as QB3, Mm -hmm. maybe QB2, but QB3 going to practice squad. And so the receivers that jailed him the most – are the guys that are going to get the ball in these preseason games, like an Adam Thielen. Not to throw out another UDFA, but Adam Thielen was one as well. Special teams is where he started, and now we're going to play him with the Carolina Panthers. Well, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Luke Inman. That's Sam Ekstrom. That's Reggie 9-8 and eight Wilson <laughs> from CARE 11. Uh, this is Locked On Sports Minnesota's Friday Roundtable. And remember, man, it's all about family football and fun. Enjoy the weekend. I'm going to do a little softball. I think you guys should sit on the deck. And enjoy it. Have a great one.